Why are you so nervous, Marcus? It's all right, mate. <laughs> good day, chick. And I'll just say right back to him. I'll say, good day, toots. Did the t- boys take the piss out of it? Yes, we did, but we all did enjoy it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 111 of the Pressure Point podcast. And Quinny is just at a real big singing session there. He's gone through a few of the AFL songs, and I feel, I feel serenaded after hearing the West Coast song and the way you sung that. Well, you know what? There are certain ways you can sing a song. You change certain tunes, the melody just slightly, and it can go from being a a song where I guess, you know, it pumps the fans up at the end of the game to, you know, a song you could seriously serenade someone with. So if you're in the dating game at the moment, take some tips and use your favourite AFL song to serenade the one you, mm. you, you know, you crush. I reckon you could be their coach as well on the way. Well. Yeah, I think we've got the recordings on our, on the camera. I think the cameras were recording at the time. So, well, maybe we put this up during the week. They were, they were recording. I'll, I'll give a little taste. I'll give a little taste. Oh, so, for the, if we're doing the week, the Eagles, because I did a few teams on, you know, I'm, I'm up for hire, actually. If you, uh, <laughs> I might start an OnlyFans where I just sing AFL theme songs. <laughs> that could be a business idea. I actually don't mind this. Uh, I'm not sure how that would go. Well, there'd be yeah, people maybe. out there. I'd blow my face. Yeah. You wouldn't know. I mean, you know it's me because of the podcast, but the, people might not know it's me. That's a little bit of you uh, to grab the microphone real centrally as well, like you would if you were like Adam Sandler and the wedding singer. Yeah, like that, or the or the wedding singer from the Hangover that you mentioned before. That's yeah, you sounded like the guy from the Hangover, the end of the Hangover at the wedding where he's singing, serenading, and yeah, that's exactly how you sounded. Yeah, well, so it's a little bit it goes a little something like this. <laughs> <laughs> where the Eagles, boom boom, the West Coast Eagles, boom boom, and we're here. To show you why. Let's just do something like that. that I won't get you into it because I charge for a full song. Oh, I feel uh But you add a bit of bass in there, back. you get the, the boom, boom. You know, it, yeah, it's something different. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Where do we go from there? That's it. Let's wrap <laughs> it up. Let's wrap it up, boys. <laughs> you know what, though? Well, I feel like starting at a low like that, it can't get worse. Well, I mean... It's, it's, it, we've started very differently to how we started last week, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, it's been a lot more upbeat this week. And I, I think I had to be this week. Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit flat myself, um, similar to what you were last week. So I, I, did, I wanted to come off with a bit of more upbeat yeah, no, upbeat it, topics. So. It was good. Um, and while we're on the topic of last week, I would like to thank everyone for their, for their support after last week's episode. A lot of people did say that I sounded very, like, broken. <laughs> As a man after that game, so um, I appreciate all the all the well wishes. I am okay. I was very fine after after that night. Really, by Tuesday, I was I was all good. So I'm over it now. Um, still hate Collingwood, but I'm over it. <laughs> wow, it's therapeutic the podcast, absolutely. Yes. But like while we're on that topic, we, we, we don't ask each other enough. How was your week, mate? What's what's been happening? What's new? What is new? Not much is new. Um, same old for me, really. Working away. Um, had a pretty quiet weekend. It was good. Good to just relax. The weather was great, so I got out and about. Um, it was a good apart weekend. Apart from that, it was um, pretty good. You, you, uh, you had some bit of heartbreak on the weekend with your own footy. Yeah, yeah. So as we all know by now, a lot of people listening to this podcast play for the Elston Week Footy Club and both seniors and reserve sides made finals. Um, seniors had the double chance, reserves did not. And uh on the weekend, the seniors got rolled on the Saturday, but obviously disappointing. They got the second chance, which is good. And I ran out with the reserves on Sunday at Piranha Park, Coburg's VFL ground, where we've both done a little bit of media work for, which yep. 
you know, had a bit of a sentimental spot in my heart out there, Prana Park. Beautiful deck, big ground. But Shout out to Seb. Absolutely. Seb and the team there at uh, Coburg. But yeah, it was um, a heartbreaking day for the Elsimic Reserve side. We uh, got done by, well, I'd say all year were probably the better team. Um, that we just got rolled on the day. It wasn't, wasn't meant to be and it was... Um, it was tough. I was uh, pretty emotional about it, actually. Mm. I think I was tearing up in the rooms after the game. I was pretty cut about it. Um, but, yeah, we move onwards and upwards, hopefully, mm. for next year. But, yeah, we've still got the senior boys in, so got something to look forward to and get around them. Hopefully, they can take the chockies and win the flag. But disappointing for mine, which is why I said earlier I was a little bit flat today coming in. I didn't want to um, – Still, I wanted to get more upbeat. Yeah, and you've done that. Well, I started so, well. Well done. So, so Nomad Monday – this week, no, we're gonna we're gonna wait till uh, the senior boys finish, and um, then all three teams will get together and do something together. You do realize we record on Mondays? Well, we do, but so what's going to happen? Well, might have to be a Mad Monday podcast, mate. Well, okay, it could be roaming Marcus at the Elston Week Mad Monday. That could be fun. That could be good. That could be bring good. a camera, microphone, walk around, get a couple interviews. Maybe we we'll do that. Maybe all we'll right, do that. we'll see all how right. we go. We'll see where it is. We'll I'll, I'll get back to you with the. That's two weeks in a row that we've we've done some live planning on here, so. There you go. I love we're, it. On the fly. We like to keep the fans knowing what we're going to do. That's it. We're honest. We're transparent with everyone. Absolutely. So. And that's what separates us from the rest. So there yeah. you go. But let's get into the footy. Absolutely. AFL finals are here. You can smell it in the air. The weather's a lot better. Oh, yeah. Conditions are a bit more mild than it has been, although today was pretty bad. But the last few days have been really good. And you can really t- taste that September sky, that freshly cut grass. We'd love it. Oh, yeah. Um, it's uh, the best feeling, springtime. Yeah, it's great. So... And it all starts Thursday night with your mob taking on the Lions up Ooh, at yeah. the Gabba. Oh, yeah. You're well, not going? I, no, well, I did buy tickets to the game. Um, I flew up in 2019 when we played Brisbane at the Gabba in a final and we spoke about it before, Dusty kicked six and it was a pretty unreal day from a Richmond supporter's point of view. But, um, yeah, I couldn't justify flights and all that. Um, mm. Got a mortgage on my hands now, so. Yeah, you do. Got to, hey, uh, have we mentioned careful. that on the podcast yet? I don't think we have. No. No. Well, there it is. Yeah, so you're I'm, a homeowner. Officially, I am, a homeowner. I'm a homeowner now, so I have got a mortgage to pay off. So it's probably not the wisest idea to be dropping, you know, nearly a thousand dollars on a yeah. one night trip. Look, if I, if I, I've always said if I if I hadn't seen it before and done the travelling for a final, then yeah, not to rub it in, but if I hadn't yeah. done it, then I'd be doing it for sure. But I think the fact that I've done it, I can sort of justify saving a bit of money. But if we do win and end up playing Sydney next week, I'm 100 percent going to the Sydney game. So it might be a live cross yeah. from Sydney. Yeah, absolutely. Which could be that'd, something. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully that's, you know, we stay in Melbourne, but we'll wait and see and hopefully yeah. we win. So we get to get past Thursday night. But yes, yeah. I'm very, very excited for this Thursday night game. Um, Richard and Brisbane had a few very interesting clashes in recent years. Played in finals yeah, you guys multiple love, times. You love playing each other in the finals. Yeah, so last time we played Brisbane in a final, it was at the Gabba and they beat us and we had the second chance in 2020. Yeah, well, that, they've all been at the Gabba, haven't they? Uh, yeah, we actually yeah, haven't have. played a final against Brisbane in yeah. Melbourne. So yeah, there you go. Um or in recent times, obviously. But, yeah, so they, they beat us last time up there, but we smacked them. Oh, no, we didn't smack them. We came, they were smacking us, and we came back and beat mm. them only a few weeks ago at the G. It's a different story, but Cam Rainer's out with that suspension. I think Marcus Adams um, yep. has been declared out with a terrible concussion um, symptoms. He's still suffering, which I really want to talk about because that's actually one of the saddest stories I've heard. Apparently, he gets blurry vision and goes... And there goes one camera. There goes that's the camera. Fine. We're lucky we've got three. Yeah, for those who didn't hear the beep, the, uh, yeah, we've just lost uh, one of our cameras, but that's all right. We'll keep rolling. Um, sorry, but yeah, Marcus Adams, apparently when he goes outside, he gets blurry and gets all dizzy from concussion symptoms yeah, as soon as no he goes good. outside. So thoughts are out for him. Obviously, helps Richmond supporters with the key defender missing, mm. but it's not what you want to hear. And it's 
so scary and so much unknown still around the concussion space. So thoughts are out with him. But um, in more upbeat news, Dustin Martin's going to make his return first time in a couple of months to come back, and it's only fitting he's back for a final. The greatest finals player of all time. Well, he's going to be in the conversation, definitely. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he's back for finals. It'll be interesting to see how if he's lost it. I mean, two months off would hurt any player. So you could easily excuse him. But I think just having him there, even if he has two touches, it's, he still causes a problem for defenders because you've, you've got to man, up, man him up. Yeah, You can't leave him. No, no way. So it's going to be very interesting to see how we go. But I'm really looking forward to this one. And the, the closer I get to the game, the more... The less anxious, sorry, is the word I'm looking for. The less anxious I am about the game, more just excited, and I, I give us a chance. So yeah. So what's your what's your prediction? If you have to give one a non biased prediction, or be biased, whatever you want to do. Are we saying just win loss, or think we, with your head, not with your heart? Are we saying just win loss? Yeah. Well, who's your winner? What's the margin? All right, I'm tipping. I think Richmond, and I'm not. I know it obviously sounds like the biased option, but I think that our forward line is probably a bit too much for their defence at the moment. When you think that we've got Jack, Tom Lynch is in career best form, Noah Cumberland's playing really well, Shea Bolton, if Dusty's back in the mix as well, Shane Edwards has kicked three last week. I think we've got a lot of guys in right form at the right time, so I think we're going to be a bit hard to stop down there, which is why I give us the edge. Um, but it wouldn't be much, I reckon, by maybe anywhere between 15, 20 points. Mm. I don't think it'll be a big margin. I reckon it'll be close, but I think Tigers can get the Chuckies. Yeah. Yeah. Your form has been good, but I think the fact that you've played pretty much two VFL teams to finish off the season is, I don't know, that that's probably what concerns me a little bit is just, yeah, the quality of opposition. Yeah, you've smashed them both, but, you know, you haven't really played it. I don't know, are you, are you finals ready? Like, your finals hardened to get into it? Well. You know, compared to maybe like a Brisbane who have probably come up against good opposition. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. But well, define good though. I mean, they played Carlton. Um, I can't think of Quinn. Is this too soon? I don't it know. It is, is too, too soon, soon, mate. I just told you I was getting over it, and you've. Uh, it's been a week, mate. Come on, we're nah. to, when are we allowed to start poking fun? Oh well, <laughs> Brisbane for me, thirty points. Yeah, Dane Zorko, best on ground. <laughs> oh yeah, Zorks. Oh, so before, in all seriousness though, before that, like. That aside, what I just said about Carlton, is your tip genuinely Brisbane or what's, uh, who are you, nah. what are you going for? My tip is uh, Richmond by a point. A point? Yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute uh, arm wrestle. But I think with your experience, Brisbane have been a bit bit flaky of late. Yeah, I think I think the Tigers are in a real close one. We, we mentioned it last episode, but if Brisbane were to lose on Thursday night, they're out of the finals because elimination, as we all know. Where, where to for Brisbane? Because it's sort of their window is right, right about now in the last couple of years, and they seem to be just falling short every year. If they don't win a final mm. and get knocked out early, I mean, they've still got a good enough list to go around again. They don't really have too many older blokes that I can think of off the top of my head. But when does their sort of run run out? Yeah, yeah it's good that yeah, absolutely right in the window and. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this would be the end for him if they do go out this week. I still feel like they've got a couple more seasons left in them. But yeah, they've got to cash in at some stage, don't they? Well, that's the thing, and it's. I agree. I reckon they do have a couple more years in them, which is crazy to think about because, like I said last week, twenty nineteen they were right up there. I think eighteen they might have been as well, but nineteen for sure. Twenty, twenty one, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. 
this year yeah. they're right up there yeah. again. I mean, they've just fallen out of the four, but they're still like a very, very good side. They've got a home final. Yeah, That's four years that they've been genuine chance at winning a flag. And if they've got two more years, that's six years in the window. That's a massive window yeah, of opportunity, but you've still got to capitalise. Nothing's it's all guaranteed. Good. Look at Port Adelaide. Well, that's the thing. It's all good and well to have that window, but to capitalise on it is something completely different. So it'll be yeah. very interesting. But yeah, I'm still, yeah, I give the Tigers um, the yeah. win on this one. Player of the match? Oh, it's easy to say Dustin Martin, isn't it? Mm. But I think... Out of pure form at the moment, I was going to say Shea Bolton because he's playing well and he's got the ability, I feel, to break open a game. But I think from pure form and the way he played last time we played Brisbane, and I know some people in the room aren't going to like this answer, but I think Tom Lynch. Yeah. Well, if you think about his form since he's come back, he his player ranking went from about – or player po- average points or whatever in fantasy, I think went from like 84 to like 130 he raced back up the Coleman medal list to get to second place. He averages the most contested marks, averages the most goals in the comp. I think he's kicked 21, ga- 21 goals in four games or something like that. Like like you said, I know he played against some average sides, but you, kicking eight goals isn't easy. doesn't matter mm. who you play against. Still eight in one game, five, four, four. Like he's, yeah, he's kicking a lot of goals at the moment, playing good footy. And he kicked four last time against Brisbane on Harris Andrews. And I have a feeling with... Another key defender out, he has every chance to break this game open. Yep. And he's done it in finals before, so he's proven in, at the finals level. Yep. So yep. that's, yeah, that's my uh, player of the game. I like it. I like it. Who are you thinking? I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go Dusty. You reckon? Yeah, what a so. story that it would, would be. It would be great. great to, it'd just be great to see. I'd love, I'd love to see it. It would, oh, don't get me wrong, so would I. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, love it for, I'd love for it to be Dusty. That'd be amazing if it mm. was. Because you just, especially if he would have win and he had the best on game performance, mm. the confidence you'd have going forward with Dustin Martin at his peak. This is the thing. At the moment, it's the unknown. You don't know what Dusty we're going to get. But if he would have come back at his best, oh, God. Yeah, it'd be great. Scary as yeah. well. So, anyway, that's good. Anyway, let's move on to the next finals match. It is the second qualifying final between Melbourne and Sydney at the MCG Friday night. Before we discuss anything about the game in particular, I want to talk about what you were just touching on before we started recording. Now, we all know that finals is a hot commodity, but if what you were saying is true, and I want you to talk about it because you've obviously read something that I haven't, but touch on the amount of tickets that are allegedly left over for this Melbourne-Sydney game because I know every time I've tried to buy tickets for a final, it's you've got to be that quick to get in because they sell out like hotcakes. And apparently there's tickets to this Melbourne-Sydney final for 35 bucks a pop, and there's still plenty going around. Is this true? This is true. Um, I was looking at it on Saturday um, at breakfast with uh, my good mate Richo, as we good friend of the podcast, and we were like, "Oh, why don't we go to a final? Why don't we go to a final?" Um, looking at tickets, Melbourne Sydney, the only final this weekend that has tickets available, and for thirty five dollars adults, which is the same price as a normal home and away ticket it's well. probably a little bit cheaper i feel like yeah. there's some home and away tickets more expensive than that yeah can i just say i mean we've said it before and this has to be the most fair weather group of fans doesn't it how as a club can you come off being reigning premiers going into a final series at home against the swans you're the red hot favorites going in and you're not turning up mm. like where it's a friday night as well it's not like it's a terrible time like the collingwood geelong game at 4 30 it's mm. prime time friday night footy yeah where i like we were just talking about maybe we'll jump on we should go and go yeah i'm, I'm on ticket tech right now bit of a pressure point still night all, out still all there there you go like i yeah that that for me has blown my mind it's not like sydney don't have a lot of fans either sydney have got a lot of supporters like from, especially yeah. from the old south melbourne days and just a lot that have traveled over whatever it is but sydney have a lot of fans so you can't even use the excuse 
oh, we're playing an interstate club, there's not many of those fans mm. because Sydney have a lot of fans. Yeah. I've been to Sydney games here in Melbourne and they, mm. they get busy. Yeah. So where are your Melbourne fans? Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's bizarre, especially as the reigning champs. You missed out last year and watching your team play in the finals so and win it ultimately. So it's interesting, but maybe we'll, uh, we'll help them fill them out. Well, yeah. absolutely. Let's do yeah. it. But yeah, who's your who's your tip for this one? Um, I think Melbourne. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I reckon I I'd normally give Sydney a chance, but what I saw Melbourne do in the last couple of weeks, where they've just, especially in that Brisbane game up at the Gabba, they just look so dominant and genuinely scary again. And I think if they start switching it on now, finals are here, which you'd imagine they would. I think they're going to be very very hard to stop, and especially at the home deck. I reckon they've just yep. got this one covered. Well, their Sydney have been very good lately. Oh, absolutely. So That's not to take anything away from Sydney. It's going so. to be a good game. But yeah, I think the D is just at home. Yeah, I yep. think too strong. Who's your player of the match? I know there's a couple of easy options to go for, but... Mm, it's, a, it's a good one. Yeah, because you don't want to go too obvious, like a Petrarca or an Oliver, Gorn. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's a reason why they're the obvious ones. Yeah. You'd say Petrarca. I'd say Petrarca, but if not... That's too obvious for you. Let's go Bailey Fritch. I like that. Yeah, because every chance of kicking a bag as well. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go someone down the opposite end of the ground. I'm going to go with Stephen May. Mm. I reckon he could do a real good lockdown job on one of their one of their key forwards down there and just make it difficult. Uh, yep. Stephen May for me. Yep, love it. Uh, let's move on to the next qualifying final. That is Geelong and Collingwood at the MCG Twilight Saturday. Absolutely. Now, I didn't have a Crimea River this week because... Nothing happened really during the week. But if there was going to be one, it would be this. And I'd like, again, I touched on it in last week's Crimea River, the timing of this game. Oh, I thought you were going to say, how's Geelong not playing it in Geelong? No, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> well, how do they I mean, pl- end up with the, playing the worst team in the eight, <sighs> finishing on top? That, that's your gripe, not mine. <laughs> um, no, mate, Geelong, you're getting your stadium refurbished. You can barely fit anybody in it at a good time, let alone now. You, you're never going to get a home yeah. final there. It's, look, it's disappointing for Cats fans, but logistically and yeah. I guess... For monetary reasons, it's never going to be in Geelong. Yeah. Um, if you want to win a flag, you get to win it at the G anyway. So exactly. May as well move on. But no, no, it's just the timing. And like I said last week, it's just harping, like hurting um, local football. You know, like I said, I'll be watching Elson Week Seniors on Saturday, and it won't finish till about the same time this game starts. And it's a bit like, well, you want to obviously support your local club, especially if you're playing. You're going to be there, and you might miss your own team in the AFL. Terrible time for mine, yeah, it but. Is. Going to be an absolute ripper of a match, isn't it? Yeah, it will be. It will be. I mean, if Collingwood do what they've been doing all year, it's going to be an almighty um, arm wrestle that's going to be tight within a goal. But If it's within a goal, Collingwood win. Yeah. They just but know how to do it. If, you know, Geelong are the best team and by a fair stretch as well at the moment. I think everyone agrees. So if anyone's going to put a marker on Collingwood, it's probably going to be Geelong. Yeah, I'm... Geelong are the ones that worry me as well just because of their recent finals history. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to lose, but I just... But I, I don't think they've come in as the number one seed for a while. So they, it feels a bit different this year. I think they might have in 2020. Was that Port? They finished top? No, I think Port No, did. Port finished top. No, you're right. Port yeah, did. Port finished top. So, yeah, it's been a little bit. But um, I don't know. It just... The team that finishes top of the ladder rarely wins the flag as well, apart from last year. Mm-hmm. With Melbourne did Richmond it. never finished on top, did they? No, we well, not in our flag years. Yeah, twenty eighteen yeah. we did. So it's Collingwood true. fans know how that went. But um, <laughs> oh god, um, no, it's a good, uh, unreal game. Like I'm, this is probably I'm apart from the Richmond I'm, game. I'm obviously looking forward to this one arguably the most. It's going to be an absolute ripper. 
I'm going to go Geelong just because of how good they are at the moment. They're the most dominant team in the comp, but I wouldn't put it past Collingwood to beat them either. Mm. It's going to be tough, but I, I reckon I'm going to have to say Geelong by 20 plus, and I only say that because if it's anything less, I give Collingwood the ch- I give it to Collingwood. So yep. I'm going to have to say 20 plus for Geelong, and I think best play is going to be Jeremy Cameron. Mm. Yeah, I think Geelong by 36. Ooh, I love, but, I'm loving the exact numbers. That is how I. That is that's not even being smart ass to Collingwood. It's just that's I feel like Geelong are a quality team. No, I'm nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I just love the exact number. I'm, I'm being very generic and going 20 plus, yeah. and you've gone 36 bang no. on the money. Go go all out. Give a, give a, a proper prediction. Geelong by 24. Yeah, that's nice. There we go. It's a nice number. Geelong by 36, and player of the match, Tom Stewart. Ooh, I like that. I like mm. that a lot. Very good. Um, uh, the other elimination final, Frio and the Bulldogs, Saturday night. 8-10. 8.10 p.m. Well, you know, that's because it's in WA yeah. and they're a little bit behind. Yeah, behind. Yeah, they're definitely not yeah. in front. No, 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 I have to think <laughs> about that way too hard for some reason. They're behind um, time-wise. But, yeah, it's another one. I, I can't really see Bulldogs beating Frio on their home deck, but Bulldogs, when they make finals, tend to do some good things. Mm. So it's going to be another interesting one. I said this about every game, I think. But I'm definitely going leaning more towards Freo here. I just reckon Freo have that ability to... Yeah. And they probably they probably should have finished top four as well. Like same as um, Brisbane, disappointed to miss out, so they'll want to make every make the most of every opportunity here. Yeah, for sure. I think Freo as well, but it would not surprise me if the doggies got up. Well, that's the thing. We've seen them do it before. Yeah, where'd they finish in twenty sixteen? Seventh, I think it was. Yeah, and I think they beat West Coast at Optus Stadium in that year in the first final. Yeah, I think they might have. So things lining up for them again. Who knows? So. It wouldn't surprise me if the dogs did get up, but I think Frio just being at home, they should they should get yeah, it done here. It's probably the easy tip leaning towards them. Yep. Who's your uh, player of the match? What's your exact margin? My exact margin, Frio by seventeen. And player of the match. Hmm. Don't know. I'll think about that one while you give me your margin. I'll think of my player of the match. My margin, Frio by eleven. Player of the match, Blake Akers. I wonder why you're saying that. Is that anything to do with the Carlton Rivers? No, I just think he's a good player. Oh, yeah. Nothing to do with the Carlton Rivers. Well, I'm going to go out and leave here. Future Oh, I'm going to say that. Future bagger. Future bagger. I'm going to say, I'm still saying Freo by 17, but player of the match, a little bit different. Bontempelli. That's different. Well, I still think a losing side can... No, well, the losing side yeah. doesn't notoriously have the best yeah, player on the true. ground, but I think Bontempelli is that type of player that can step up in a final, um, and especially when your team seems like they're not going to get the job done, he just fights and fights to try and get that win. So I reckon Bont, best on ground, bit in a loss. Yep. Yep. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right. Well, that that is it. Finals. Week one. Very exciting. Um, it's going to be pack up your bags for two teams this weekend, and geez, it'll be very interesting to see this podcast next week if, uh, <laughs> if it's the Tigers going home. But well, I'll tell you what, we were... Like I've said before, probably three or four weeks ago, we didn't look like we were even going to be here. Mm. So I'll, I'll absolutely take just playing in one. But yeah, I'm hope, hoping next week's a bit more cheerful from my end, that's for sure. Do you remember the, the episode where you asked what, what was what were the September plans or something like that? And I, I was like, oh, I'll be watching finals for my team. I called it. And now look at us. You're not playing finals. I mean, we're not playing finals. You're in. Yeah, I could have called I'm that. embarrassed. I've egg on my face. <laughs> Next yeah. episode, watch <laughs> me throw an egg straight in Marcus's face. 
Fuck, that'd be uh, fantastic. But yeah, um, yeah no. Nah. And also, on another shout out as well, uh, the YouTube channel had was quite a quite a success. Yes, it was. For our last week. So I want to thank everybody for jumping on board with that. And mm. if uh, you haven't watched the YouTube, if you could jump across, give us a like, follow, subscribe, all the rest of that good stuff because yeah. it really helps the channel. And, um, you know, it's a bit of a confidence boost too, getting some big numbers like we did. Yeah, we did. And some really nice comments as well. Like they were actually um, good comments. Like I'm not being, I'm not being a smart ass. Like they were actually really nice comments So from Collingwood supporters too. So I really do appreciate that. Um, and, yeah, I think last week's episode was quite popular, um, which is a shame because I, it I was th- the most heartbroken I've ever been. I think I think there's just something about satisfi- I think there's something satisfying about watching a Carlton supporter cry. I think that's what it is. So maybe towards the end of every episode, I should just poke the bear a little bit mm. see if I can get something happening. It's all right. Well, I'll look forward to next Monday then. <laughs> you're coming off. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what I wonder what team you're rooting for next yeah, week. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but uh, the numbers don't lie. No, no, shut up. <laughs> well, short and sharp episode this week, I think. Um, with yeah, only the four games. Unless there's anything else you want to add before we wrap up. Well, I wanted to ask. Round one of the AFLW season started during the week, obviously, and um, they tried to time that perfectly so there was no football on to distract anybody, and it was the pure focus. I don't think, from what I've heard and what I've seen, it probably got the rating blitz that they were hoping for, but. Did you go? Did you did you catch any of the games? I know I watched, uh, you know, a little bit of a few games. I didn't sit down and get to watch a full one. But did you get any glimpses? From what I've seen, some of like I watched the Adelaide and Melbourne game. I was at the pub and I was I had that one on. I was watching that. That looks like a really good game. Like I just felt like the standard, the pressure, everything was just lifting from what I've seen in previous seasons. But then again, yesterday I saw the uh, Richmond Geelong game, and I think Richmond kicked one goal to Geelong's two. And this, the second goal was kicked with about 40 seconds left. And it's games like that where it's, you think there's obviously still room for improvement with the game, but I think it is overall heading in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. I didn't catch too much of it, but um, yeah, from what all reports, it is improving. Still definitely some issues there, but um, they can only do what they can do at the moment. So, um, But it's good to see them back up and running. Absolutely. Well, some of the young up-and-coming talent as well is like really promising. Mm. Like I'm excited for what we're going to see going forward in the future um, with some of these young women coming through the competition. And they started off with the rivalry, Carlton Collingwood, some big hits. I don't know if you saw those on uh, social media. There's a few big tackles, crunching ones. That I'm hoping that rivalry is bleeding through to the women's as well because like that's the best rivalry in football, mm. Carlton Collingwood. And we obviously had the VFL game during on the weekend. And they couldn't stop playing each other the last week. Yeah, we had yeah, the it's VFL crazy. game, the last round of the home and away for the men's, and then round one of the women's. It just all sort of blended together and at the right time. If we drew last week, we'd be playing each other again this week. Yeah, and I mean, how it's crazy. Rid- how ridiculous would that have been? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think the rivalry is well and truly back, and I'm hoping it does bleed through to the women's, and that's with all the rivalries as mm. well, like, you know, the Hawthorne, Essendon, um, Richmond, Carlton, Richmond. Like, I hope all those sort of big teams get that rivalry going because that'll just – Attract so many more fans. Yeah, the game. absolutely. Yeah, that'll definitely help. Um, I did see this, and Hawthorne one had a bit of bit of spice to it. It did, absolutely did. So there you go. There's yep. just uh, there's plenty going on in the uh, the women's section of football, yep. but it is an interesting time to have it because the bye week, fair enough, makes sense. But now that the men's finals are on, I just feel like that's going to draw too much attention away from the women's season, and it almost you'd almost think you had to have started it the week after the grand final. So it's, everyone's still in footy mode. But it's not clashing, and especially when it's a final. I mean, finals is always going to take mm. the cake. So I think the timing was. I like the idea, but I think the timing was probably a bit poor. Probably needed to start after grand final week. Yep, yep. No, I'm with you. It's probably yeah. I, I think they got that one. I don't think they'll do that again. 
Well, they have to align it so it almost starts at the same time. Like in March? Yeah. Which I wouldn't mind because every every AFL club now has a women's team attached. Like, mm. the, So you could almost do – I mean, your old man was saying before we recorded, you could do – the like curtain they, raises. Yeah, the curtain raises beforehand like would they help. used to do. Definitely. Well, you, yeah, it absolutely would. I mean, Thursday nights and all that, Friday nights would probably be tricky because people work during the week and mm. it's going to be hard to get to a game that starts at 4 o'clock, you know, to watch earlier. But some of the other games, you could definitely tear that up. And whether the season goes for – I mean, I think at this stage it's not ready to go for 23 rounds, but you could end a yeah. bit earlier. And you could have a women's final series around the same time that the yeah. men start having their buys. Absolutely. Uh, I, that's that's one for me I wouldn't mind seeing. But, yeah, I think this timing is probably a little bit poor. I think clashing with men's finals, especially with um, – I mean, I think men AFL finals takes the cake over most sports in Australia. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, and in interesting times, but I think we've got a lot to look forward to going for, forward. Yeah. Before we do wrap up, actually wrap up this time, All-Australian. Oh, yes. Was, uh, Didn't touch on that. Last week, it was the awards season, so – We'll start with a couple. Nick Dacos was ob- the obvious rising star. No surprises there. None at all. Um, AFL coaches winner. The coaches Association, best player of the year. Clay- Clayton Oliver, Clary. Tuke Miller. Joint I don't winners. mind that. I don't mind that. Was that was good, wasn't it? Good to see Tuke. Yeah, no, nah, he's, well, he's been a star. Yeah. I mean, he's um, he's unlucky not to have more awards next to his name, to be honest. I well, mean, he, he's, he could win the Brownlow. No, absolutely. In a couple he of weeks could. Time. Genuinely every chance. Doesn't have too many people stealing votes off him either. Mm-hmm. Just probably... The win-loss factor doesn't help him. If Gold Coast win more games, you'd, you'd say that he probably would yep. win the brown though. But I think maybe the, them losing a few more than they would have liked might hurt him there. But I reckon he's every chance because he is an absolute star. Yeah. Um, and the A4PA MVP was Andrew Andrew Brayshaw. No surprises there. Same think. as the pressure point MVP. That's what I was about so to say. No surprises there. We're, we're well on board. We're, we clearly know what we're doing. We're basically one of the players. We are. Absolutely. We're essentially one of the players. We know what we're doing, and if he wins the Brownlow, they should just make us voters. Well, really, makes yeah. sense. Even AA selectors, yeah, put us on the panel. I think so. I think. I we, well, speaking of AA selectors, did you have any gripes with some of the selections on that team? Um, obviously, a couple of bias. There always is. Yeah, there's always gripes. It doesn't matter. A couple of bias gripes, obviously. Um, actually, just one really, and that was for me. I do not understand how Tom Lynch didn't get on that on that panel. Who would you put him ahead of? Hawkins, kick more goals in him, average more contested marks in him. I mean, mm. what more do you want out of a key forward? It's probably, yeah. Played it's less games fair. in him as well and still had, a, like, you know. And in Haw- I don't mind that Hawkins is named captain. A lot of people are going, he's not even a captain of his real club. I'm like, but. It's an interesting call. It's not, if they played a genuine game, then you'd probably be a yeah. bit more. But they don't. Like, just because Ma- everyone thinks Max Gorn had it last year, you have to have another captain. It's like, Alex Rance had it in 2018. That's the last one I remember that wasn't actually a captain. Mm. And no one said anything back then, from memory. <laughs> they might have. Yeah. But I, I have I don't really have a big issue with that, but I think that I would have put I know maybe it's biased, but I personally would have had Lynch in front of Hawkins. I just think he's had the better season and he's I know he only kicked the one more goal but he, with the four less games and he still did what he did. I think it's Hawkins' is, uh it's his score involvements that his score involvement do help. Creates a lot of goals. But I was look, I was having a look as as a salty fan does. I was having a look at all the stats and comparing them and I think Lynch all Lynch's key categories was all either above average or elite. And I'm mm. like, well, how does he not? Yeah. That, I mean, look, everyone's going to, there's always going to be an unlucky player. Um, and, you know, especially when it's someone from your club, you're going to feel it a little bit more. For me, that was one of the ones I was a little bit salty on, but like I can live with it. It's not mm. something I'm dirty, super dirty about. But if yeah. there's one I had to pick, it would be that one. I think the Hawkins one is probably the, the more sticky one out of all the selections, I think. 
Well, Hawkins and him win the Coleman, and he's at full forward. Charlie Kuno won it. He's in the forward pocket. Yeah, which is an interesting one. So that's so like, I would have. How, had, how do would, you come to that conclusion? I would have had Charlie full forward, and I would have had Lynch in the pocket. If you ask me. Yeah. And a lot of people had Lynch in the team. Like I looked at a lot of predictions for AA, and a lot of people had Lynch in there. So yeah. I'm not. I'm not the only one yeah. that's saying this, but yeah, that's just my one. But that, that was a, look. There was a couple other ones as well off the top of my head. I can't think of them that I'm dirty on, but there was a few that I thought missed out. But that, like you said, it happens every year. Yeah, there's always unlucky ones. Who um, was your big one? Um, I did. I was actually pretty happy with the team overall. Because um, there was like four Carlton players in there. Um, oh, there could have been another. Oh yeah, could have been another. Just quietly. Um, Sam Walsh a bit stiff. I thought maybe oh. on, maybe on the bench. If Dion Pressy didn't make the team, Sam Walsh was never going to make it. Um, eh, a bit different, anyway. Yeah, one's um, good, one's not. Yeah, I know. Presti sucks, man. <laughs> Tries to push people over and head first into <laughs> someone else's knee. Let so. me just tell you, R- Richmond. I compare Richmond to a, a bowl of pasta. It's better with meatballs, mate. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, I might have used might, that one before. Presti might have made it if he didn't do his hammy every two weeks. So. Yeah, mate. Well, he's been good this year. Mm. He's actually well, hasn't had a hammy this year. He was injured. Yeah, a a early, times. early in the yeah. season. But he's been good for ninety five percent of the year. So, mm. yeah, anyway. doesn't matter. Um, but no, I was happy overall. Um, it was good to see. On a serious, it was good to see Adam Sard finally make one. I think he well deserved. He definitely deserved to. And yeah, there was another one that I was a little bit upset with, and a little bit on the Adam Sard topic, but not quite. I thought Daniel Rowley was slightly stiff, not over Sard. I would have had Saad and Rioli instead of Sinclair. On Sinclair, the, yeah. I would have had Rioli over Sinclair. But, um, but think, again, that's probably more bias. I think Rioli had the better second half of the year, where Sinclair had the better first half of the year. I think that's what that's what's happened there. Yeah, arguably. But then you get to compare who's was Rioli's second half better than Sinclair's Sinclair first. Sinclair was very good. Early he was on. good early, but I, th- I fear I felt like he just yeah. dipped a fair There's bit. Always, but, but yeah, that's what I mean. Everyone's but we said, we said the halfback spot was always going to be tough. Yeah. Like Sam Doherty didn't even make the squad. Which, yeah, I, yeah that, so that one I was actually that pretty was, that was, as well. That was Doc a bit had interesting. to make the squad. Yeah. I thought he should have made it over Weedering. Yeah, Weedering shouldn't have made it. No. Yeah. Like, he, he, like I mean, obviously injury didn't help him either. But yeah. when he came back, he wasn't the same. No. So I think Doc should have been in front of Weedering for sure. But yeah, yeah someone's always going to be stiff. Um, you can't win them all. No. Yeah. Paddy Cripps vice captain. I thought that was that was great as well. I didn't mind that. I actually wouldn't have minded Cripps as captain. Yeah, I and Tom Hawkins as vice captain. That would have that, made more sense. Yeah, that I, I would, when they were talking about it on the radio, I thought you've probably got to have Cripps as captain here if you're mm. going to have him as vice. Yeah, because your captain's an actual club. Yeah. So and, and he, he's a very good captain. No, absolutely, he is. I'll stand by that. He's mm. a very good captain. He runs out every week. Captains a club where Hawkins, obviously one of the better leaders at Geelong, but he's not their captain. Mm. So yeah. anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not too upset. We're going to argue that all day. We absolutely could. We absolutely could. But I'm glad we touched on the uh, All-Australian. Obviously, the other couple of awards, um, Kerno, we said, won the Coleman medal. Yep. Um, Great story. Said it multiple times this year. What a story. That's oh, one of my favourites for the year. It's probably a little bit underrated outside of the Carlton Four Walls, in a sense. Like, I know yeah. not as many people are talking about the story behind it. Like, they're talking about the fact that he won and it's good. But I think I think people are forgetting how much footy he's missed mm. his whole career. For him to come back and... Have a season like he did. The expectations at the start of the year from a Carlton point of view was like, oh, let's just hope Charlie gets through a year. Let's just hope he plays like a few games, like just gets his body right yeah. and, he's, and he's fine. He you know, kicks a few goals here and there. But he came out and won the Coleman. Kicked 64 goals. Like That is incredible. Yeah. So It was huge. Huge for him and, yeah, and signed a, a six-year contract extension. I'm just very before skeptical the season on that. Finished as well, which will um, not worry about your opinion. Um, it was great, oh. Kane. All right. So 
Oh, look, great for great for Charlie, but for a guy that's hardly been on the park, is that very risky signing a six-year deal and he could touch wood, come out and yeah, but that could happen do another. To anyone. Yeah, I know, but for someone that's injury prone, mm. but I think I don't, I don't mind the I big think deals. He, proved, he played twenty-two games. He played every game this season. Yeah, but that's fine. But he might come He's out never and play one that. game He's next never year. Never done that. Before. He might play one game next year. Yeah. I'm saying for for someone that's never had like a long-term injury like that. I don't mind the big deals. I actually like them. I think it's good that the club shows faith in someone, which is obviously what Charlie's done. I just think it's risky for someone like Charlie who's very injury prone. I know he had a great season this year, played every game, which is fantastic for him and the club, obviously. But, if, yeah, I just think for someone that's so injury prone, that's a very risky proposition. But at the same time, good on Carlton for showing faith um, in their system to keep him on the track and in Charlie himself. Mm, yeah, that, that, yeah. I don't hate it. Probably. I just think it's. I just think it's a risky decision. I'm not yeah. dirty on anything. I just think it's a risky decision. Well, Tom will tell. Why not? Oh, well, that's it. And yeah, we've we got will. Harry to sort out next year too. So yeah. Well, one one key forward at a time. Yeah, I know. It's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be tough to keep them all, but fingers crossed we will. Um. All right. Well, we did say we'd wrap up about a half an hour ago. So this went from a short episode to longer than a normal one. Well, should we wrap up now? I think we'll, so. We'll uh, wrap it up. Everyone's probably over our ramblings. Yes. Um, and if you want a little bit more, go back to the beginning and listen to my serenading West Coast Eagles yes, rendition. That's going to be plastered all over Instagram and YouTube for the next few weeks. I, I think. shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Too late now. I shouldn't have done that. Well, but I'm in control of the editing, so I have all the videos. Yeah, so. audio's not good there. <laughs> all right. Well. Thanks for tuning in. Finals time. Um, hopefully your team wins on the weekend. If not, hope you're having a good off-season. I certainly am. And we'll, uh, we'll chat next week.